one week into the podcast. Yesterday was a very good day. 5-0 on bets placed by Mr. Santub on the pod. Our best bets go 2-0 with Wisconsin and Clemson. What a, what a wild ride this first week was. Yeah, man, we're, we're doing well. Um, we're doing well. We're making, we're making the bookies pay, you know? <laughs> making the bookies pay. And Justin wasn't very happy last night. He wasn't a happy camper. So we're going to open up the pod with uh, let him vent a little bit about what's been going on with his bets. Now, he gave five good plays on the pod yesterday. They all hit. By the time the games rolled around, he had texted me, bro, I have an edge on so many games. The next two days, slates suck. I'm going to bet every edge I have tonight. And he did. And some games went pretty shitty for him. Um, and, I, I, you know what, let me just throw it to you. Go ahead. But break it down for the listeners. What happened? What, you're, what, what was going through your mind last night? Well, so I had, like, a small edge on, on Seton Hall. Um, edge on St. John's. Uh, NC State. I mean, I had, I, I did. I had a lot of small edges, and most of them, and, and like Seton Hall and and um, and NC State. These, <laughs> I can't even like. We're talking about teams that blow 15, 16 point leads, and NC State was just so gut wrenching because I felt like, like I had handy. Like Seton Hall was like a tough one because they're playing Creighton. Creighton can get hot at any time, and they did. Creighton made like twenty threes. I mean, it was a wild performance, but that's what you can expect from Creighton. That's the type of offense they have. They're so explosive. NC State is playing Wake Forest. And this was my handicap on this was NC State's lost four in a row. Wake Forest is finally coming off a win. And I mentioned this briefly on the pod, but NC State is one of the best teams in the country at forcing turnovers. Wake Forest struggles to take care of the ball. And this game is playing out to perfection. NC State forcing turnovers, getting points over turnovers. They extend their lead to like 20 in the second half. And then in the final five minutes, Wake Forest just starts chucking up threes from like 25, 30 feet out. And they're all going in. They're all going in and NC state misses a couple free throws. And it, it still doesn't feel like wake is going to come back and backdoor it until the very end when they cut it to six. And then they found NC state with 10 seconds left. And NC state is a bad free throw shooter that goes to the line. I've got NC state minus seven and a half. They're up six. Can't believe this shit. Kid goes to the line. He makes both free throws, eight point game, five seconds left. I'm thinking, all right, bet. Wake Forest inbounds the ball, and then they call a timeout. They call timeout, down eight, four seconds left to set up a play in the front court. Works to perfection. I don't think NC State guarded them at all. Wide open three, dagger in the heart. And it's just, it's been a period, it's been a, a weird stretch of games like this where I feel like I've had the right side, I've had it handicapped perfectly, and it's just been brutal loss after brutal loss. Um, Missouri State the other night, um, Georgia Tech the other night. I mean, holy shit. NC State. It's discouraging. It's it. It is. It's discouraging. And, and it's discouraging because, and I've, I've said this to you many times, I'd rather just be flat wrong on a game yeah. than right and have it ripped away from me. Yep. Um, and I feel like most people probably feel that way. Uh, and so it's, it's frustrating, and I feel like I need some time to regroup after that. Like, it's just – so this morning I kind of went through uh, every single bet I've placed. I've got a spreadsheet of everything that, that I've done this year um, in college hoops and psycho. Yeah. Well, not really. I mean, I think no psycho that you went through and looked on your tr trying to figure out your bad beats and. Yes. Yeah, so basically I think for peace of mind, I wanted to see if I, if my bad beats on the, the negative side and my bad beats on the positive side kind of matched up. And if it really does even out over time and um, 
it does. So 24 like bad beats that that screwed me, and 22 that I probably shouldn't have hit, shouldn't have hit on and ended up hitting. Um, so it evens out in the long run, uh, and that kind of helped me kind of regroup um, and uh, take a deep breath and, and get ready to go. It's a shitty slate tonight, so I'm not sure how much I'm going to be on. Probably not a lot. Um, the only game that really matters tonight is Rutgers. I got to get a win. And um, weirdly good slate tomorrow night, and then Saturday's a great slate. So just kind of taking it easy and, and looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, let's go back to last night, though, because before we get into tonight, you gave out a lot of winners last night on the pod. Uh, you gave out Clemson, obviously, Moneyline. They won 54 to 50 against Louisville. Wisconsin minus two and a half was my best bet. That got up to three and a half, still covered anyway. They went 61 to 55 at Maryland. They had an 18 point halftime lead. I watched in the second half them just blow that lead entirely, and they got hot again, ended up cover, covering it was okay. Uh, Providence minus two and a half. That one is the one I played the money line on. And let me just take us back to last night. Providence was tied. They have the, they have a possession at the end of the game. David Duke misses a like turnaround jumper. They had a chance at a putback that would have given them a two point lead and it missed. Mm -hmm. And, um, then, uh, Marquette had the ball. Marquette had like 15 seconds on the clock. Um, they couldn't get a shot. They got a crappy shot off at the end of the game that um, yeah. did not go. They fell. It was just a bad possession. They had to call a timeout. They had to inbound with 0.8 seconds left. It was a bad possession. But had that bucket, that putback drop for Providence to give them a two-point lead, that could have changed the possession for Marquette, obviously. They probably would have been slashing for a two to tie. Maybe, maybe not. But – I would have won on the money line, but not on the spread. And I laid with the extra juice on the Providence money line last night. The spread ended up covering, which I'm happy because I had some friends that were on the Providence spread. The game goes to overtime. They, you know, they took it to them in overtime. David Duke is just, that kid's a straight baller. Mm -hmm. He's the best player on the floor. He, he's, he might be the best player in the Big East. So, And then we had Utah State. Minus six and a half at UNLV for the late game. They covered 83 to 74. Um, they won, covered. Uh, and then what was the other win you had on the pod yesterday? Colorado State? No, I didn't play Colorado State. I wish I, I – I, You I, gave that out as a strong lean on the pod, though. Uh, I don't know if I did. Um, I'm pretty sure you did. No, I don't think I did because I didn't – What? Pull the tape. I mean, I – I'm sure I leaned it. I don't think it was a strong lean. The strong leans I gave out were NC State and and St. John's. Um, St. John's, that was the one. Yeah, and that hit. Uh, um, I didn't trust Colorado State's, State's ability on the glass. I thought Boise State would control the paint. Um, whatever. Uh, let's see. What was the other one? It was – I gave out Utah State, Clemson, and South Carolina. South uh, Carolina rolled. Yeah, South Carolina minus four and a half. I think the market was a little down on them. Um, Georgia coming off the win over Kentucky. I just think South Carolina – I think South Carolina is a good basketball team. And they had a bad week, and they're still trying to figure it out. They are long. They're athletic. They've got a couple shot makers. They, they changed their defense pretty much overnight. They went from an aggressive pressure defense to pack it in and, and force the other team to make outside shots. It worked like a charm against Georgia. 
South Carolina, I'm telling you right now, if you can get them undervalued going forward, like they're a team to, to keep an eye on. They have good basketball players. They really do. And they're well coached. And they always find a way to finish towards the top half of the SEC. And um, they're a team I'm probably going to be on quite a bit going forward. Some other games that we weren't on, but just interesting to see play out. I like games that you stay off of and then you just check out the outcome afterwards. Always interesting. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Um, wins 83 to 79 does not cover Penn State covered I think it was seven and a half um, yeah Florida Penn- State Miami that was a big spread we talked about it was like 11 and a half Florida State rolled they continue to look dominant they went 81 to 59 Florida Vanderbilt that was another big Florida spread there Florida did not cover they went out right but did not cover they went 78 to 71 just a, an interesting look at some of the other games oh Virginia Tech Notre Dame Virginia Tech was a point and a half favorite they won by 11, 62 to 51. That's one I'm kicking myself for not playing because it was my initial gut reaction there. Although a square side, and this is my next segment we're going to get into here before we break down the slate tonight. We talked about this yesterday. Me and Justin were texting about this. You know, I immediately liked Virginia Tech and Creighton as my plays yesterday. as just a gut feeling. Virginia Tech, ranked team on the road against an unranked team, small favorite. Creighton, ranked team on the road, they're a small favorite. Those are definitely what you would call square sides, right? I liked Creighton. I liked Virginia Tech. Guess what? Both hit. And here's the battle. Here's what the battle is. Square sides hit a lot of the times. It's just figuring out when it's okay. Not not when it's okay. When you got to pick and choose your spots on the square on the square lines. Am I am I breaking that down correctly, Justin? Um, I won't, I don't know if it's a square line because I think the line is kind of based off of data, but I think when you look at, I think looking at the ranked team as a small favorite, right on the road and being like, why the hell is Virginia tech only minus one and a half at Notre Dame? I think the initial public reaction is like, Oh, Virginia tech's going to kill him. That line is set like that because they probably it's, it's, it's the right line. Like there's no, there's like Notre Dame probably wins that game half the time. Seton Hall probably wins that game half the time. Um, I think if it, if it was that easy, I think my point is if it was that easy, people like everybody would win. Right. If picking, if, if, if Creighton always won as a small dog on the road, right. The top 15 team always won as a small road road favorite or whatever. Like everybody would win. That's the thing. That's what makes it a square side because it's the side that the public is like, oh, this line makes no sense. Seton Hall's not ranked. Creighton is ranked. Small favorite, basically a pick them. I think Creighton's going to win. Um, same thing with Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. So, yeah, I guess it's about picking and choosing your spots. It's a good point. Um, like Virginia Tech matches up really well with Notre Dame because Notre Dame doesn't guard. And Virginia Tech does. Um, I thought Seton Hall matched up really well with Creighton. Uh, Creighton just made 23s and like sometimes that happens when you're a top 15 team yeah I uh, I think we just we need to be careful about always like yeah our gut, our gut is gonna be like oh Creighton should cover that all but like the line is where it is because the bookmakers know what the hell they're doing they've known what they're doing for a long time um, so just because they went 2-0 last night doesn't mean they they're gonna go 2-0 every night and if it, if it was like that everybody would win and clearly the book wins usually so all right. Um, usually the book does win. That's why they big. That's why they build big ass buildings in 
Las Vegas and Atlantic City and all other casinos. That's why those buildings are so, so big. Um, all right, let's get into tonight's slate. It's a pretty shitty slate, but let's start with the game of the night. Michigan State Rutgers, obviously a big one for us um, and being Rutgers fans. The line here opened as Rutgers was a dog at home, and now it has since swung. I believe they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite now at home, at the rack. It's like, you know, it, it feels like every game Rutgers has played the last five Big Ten games have been must-win games. And it seems like there's another one here tonight. They already lost to Michigan State on the road earlier in the season. Now they're home tonight. They went with a lineup switch last time. Uh just like Justin called for Coach Michael to do, he did it. It worked out. Big game tonight for the Scarlet Knights. Um, what is your cap on this game? I'm not even going to ask you to cap the line because I know you don't like doing it, but I will at the end. But give me your just breakdown of the game in general. Yeah. Um, so first off, it's a little disappointing because the other two great games tonight were going to be Villanova-UConn and UCLA-Oregon, and they both got coveted out. And those would have been two great games. And they would have been at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock after the Rutgers-Michigan State game. We love so, those. That sucks. 7-9-11 is the best thing for a gambler. It would have been awesome. For the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rutgers, I think, is actually up to minus three pretty much across the market. And I think the move is correct. Um Michigan State's coming off a COVID pause. We know how how shaky that can be. Um, and I look, I, I hate to say this, and I don't really want to go there, but I think I think Rutgers is a better basketball team right now. Uh-huh. And you know, they're at home. It's a like this is a must win. You want to talk must win? This is a must win because you lose this game, it's a quad three loss, and that is bad fucking news. Um, Michigan State is 84th in the net. You can't have a quad three loss at this point. That's what makes this game more of a must win than than like Penn State was because that was a quad one loss. And quad one losses you can overcome. At this stage in the game when you're fighting for an NCAA tournament title, you can't really really suffer those quad three losses. But, can you break that down, the quad law, the where the teams fall in the quad based on net? Yeah, it depends. So like um, so a home win against a team ranked in the between one and 35 is a quad one win. But I think a, a, like if you're ranked between one of 75 and you play them on the road, it's a quad one win. So like it depends if you're home and away. All this stuff is online. Like you can find it. But yep. basically the goal is Rutgers is in a good spot because they've played more quad one games than anybody in the country, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and they've got the most quad one wins of anybody in the Big Ten, which is also pretty cool. Um, so I know a lot of people are panicking about Rutgers NCAA tournament chances. The, the fact of the matter is they played the hardest schedule in the country pretty much. And yeah, they, they've let a couple games slip away that they shouldn't, but they're, that's the beauty of playing in this league. You're going to have plenty of opportunities for quality wins. Uh, tonight is weirdly not one of those opportunities, right? You think Michigan state would be a huge opportunity for a big time win. It's not Rutgers just has to take care of business. Um, from a matchup perspective, I think Michigan state, Oh, so Michigan State's never lost to Rutgers one, but um, Rutgers is going to have to find a way to attack the basket uh, and get out in transition. Michigan State did a fantastic job of just stifling Rutgers when they played a couple weeks ago in East Lansing um, because they forced Rutgers to take outside shots, and Rutgers is not a very good outside shooting team, especially if Ron Harper Jr. is not feeling it from the outside. Um, so Rutgers, I think, has to has to do a really good job of getting Miles Johnson involved early. They did that uh, against Indiana. Um, they did it against Penn State. 
Uh, I think that's important. And they need to get Ron Harper Jr. going to the basket early. You can't have him settling for threes. He's got to shoot. He's got to get to the basket. Um, I don't really want to handicap it. It's a must-win game for Rutgers. I think Rutgers is the better team, and it's a really important. It's a really important game for Steve Peichel. Like, hey, your favorite over Michigan State. Like, go get the job done. Um, so that's all. Seems like a lean Rutgers. If I uh, if I ever would have guessed what you had to lean there. I mean, I yeah. I I, I mean, I I I want Rutgers to win. I I I I I I I. I, I. Today, Junior. Yeah, I want I want Rutgers to win. Yes, of course. Um, now the question is, will they win by more than three points? That is the question. And since R Sharp doesn't like handicapping Rutgers games, uh, and technically it's illegal to bet on Rutgers in the state of New Jersey anyway, where most of our listeners are probably from. Um, I know a. I, I've talked about him before one of our a sharp to follow on Twitter bets by Bob. He's a, he's on Rutgers tonight. He's on them at minus two and a half. So uh, there's a sharp that's on them um, for anyone who is interested. You know, what's a, I think the New Jersey law that you can't bet on in state teams is really fucking dumb. It just, it causes people in the market to go elsewhere to, to go to the offshore books, which is illegal. It, you know, it, it makes things more difficult for people and, pushes the market elsewhere, which is the point of having legal gambling in the state anyways, that you don't have to use a bookie in the offshore accounts, but you know, that's, ne- that's neither here nor there. You're right. right. You're right. I mean, I, I know I'm right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm absolutely right. I couldn't be more right. Um, all right. Let's go to the next best game up. There's like three or four more we can touch on um, Arizona at Stanford. I believe Arizona right now is a favorite. Stan- they are favored by eight and a half points. I saw it at seven and a half yesterday. Arizona is up to eight and a half over Stanford right now. I don't know if I like this at eight and a half. Yeah, Stanford's at Arizona. Um, I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I want it six and a half. I don't like it at eight and a half. Uh I don't know what Stanford's injury situation is. I mean, it's been kind of they've, – they've been banged up for a long time. They just had a huge win over UCLA. But I think going on the road and winning in Arizona is a tough ask. Um, Arizona's really good inside. That'll cause some problems for Stanford. Uh, I think Arizona's playing really good basketball right now. Uh, they're, they're, they're talented. They're deep. They play well at home. They're well coached. Um, an important thing to note is Ben Matherin, who is probably Arizona's second best player. He's a long wing, good shooter, gets to the basket, great defender, great athlete, freshman. Uh, he's questionable with an ankle injury. So if it comes out before the game that he's out, there's a chance that the line moves back down, uh, in which case then I would take Arizona. But right now I am I, I don't have anything at, at eight and a half. I'm with you. That's it's a big number. All right, next best game is Memphis at SMU. I think you do have a play on this one. SMU minus three and a half. It's now up to minus four and a half, but I believe you got in on this minus three and a half yesterday. Why? Yeah, I feel bad giving it out as a play because I I like three and a half is the stop point for me. Okay. So Memphis and SMU played a couple days ago at Memphis. Um, Tie game, two minutes left. Uh, Memphis ended up winning by four. I think SMU is just a better team. I think they've got more, more pieces on offense and now they're home where they do have like an actual home court advantage. It is a factor. 
Uh, I think SMU should be able to just play a better game. Um, and if they played to a tie in Memphis, essentially for 38 minutes, I think that SMU has just as good a chance to go out and do it again and play, play it to a win. So I like it at minus three and a half. I think that they can win by two possessions. I don't know if I would go to four and a half um, or five, because they are, these are probably the second and third best teams in the American, but I think the fact that SMU just lost to Memphis, now they're coming back home, the home court advantage, and for my money, better skill players on offense, uh, better scorers. Um, I think they're going to be pumped up, and I think uh, I, I like SMU. I think that they'll, they'll have some success tonight. So that's that's my play. My, my, my only real play tonight is SMU minus three and a half. All right, so there you have it. The only real play from Mr. Sharp is SMU minus three and a half. Would not play it at four and a half at the current number. Kansas at TCU. Kansas right now, a huge home favorite. They are 14 and a half point home favorites against the Horned Frogs. This just screams stay away to me. I hate betting games in conference that are this big of a number. I hate – Kansas is a good team. I said TCU is not a very good team. You disagree. You don't think they're as bad as most people think. They've gotten blown out their past couple games which just, I don't like this game. I don't like this number. It's a total stay off for me. I don't think TCU is a bad team. I think they're well coached. They've got some good players. Um, they are coming off a two-week COVID pause, which is, I don't know. That's not a good thing. Um, I mean, yeah, they're not a bad team. And this is a team that, that almost beat Oklahoma early in the season, almost beat Providence early in the season. They blew out A&M. Uh, they beat Oklahoma State. They beat Tulsa. Like they're not they're not a bad team. They've got they've got some good players, but off a of COVID pause against Kansas at Fog Allen, and Kansas has lost three straight games. Like it's just I've got no interest in playing TCU in that spot. Um, like Kansas could, could destroy them. TCU could keep it close. I don't know. Fourteen and a half feels like a pretty good number. Um, I think it's probably more likely Kansas runs away with it. But do they run away with it by more than fifteen? I don't know. Uh, so I have, I have no interest. I don't I don't have a strong feel on this one at all. All right, two more Pac-12 games that we're going to break down. We have Oregon State at USC. That one's this afternoon. It's a 5:15 Eastern tip. USC a 12 and a half point favorite against Oregon State. Another really large number to lay here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to play it, uh, but. Because Oregon State has been playing really good basketball recently. Uh, somehow they are four and three in the Pac-12, and they've won three straight games. Um, I like USC. I don't know if I like it at that number, uh, but I'm actually really tempted to play it. <laughs> I wish I had like nine and a half. Like that would be a number I'm looking for. Because um, I think USC wins this game by double digits. So Oregon State just beat USC by two a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it was kind of a fluky performance. USC like missed a ton of shots and didn't rebound the way they typically do. Um, and I just think now at home against an Oregon State team that's won three straight games in a revenge spot, I think it's a really good opportunity for USC. And I think they match up really well. They should control the glass. They'll defend inside. Um, they should control the tempo uh, and, and they're hungry. Um, let me see what number I make it really quickly. Uh, yeah, go for it. I don't. I haven't. I, I kind of just dismissed this game at first, but now looking, looking more into it, piquing your interest. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little intrigued by it because 
because uh, because here's so here's here's the real reason why. Two weeks ago, when US when Oregon State beat USC outright, USC was an 11 point favorite on the road at Oregon State, and now they're only an 11 point favorite at home when that should typically be like a five point swing. So they should, in theory, be like a 16 point favorite, right? They're the same basketball teams, right? You know what I mean, right? So you minus the the home court advantage for Oregon State and add that home court advantage for USC. That's two and a half, two and a half with no fans. That's a five-point swing. So if they were 11-point favorites at Oregon State, they should really be 16-point favorites now at home because they're the same goddamn teams. There are no injury news. I mean, just because Oregon State's hot, I mean, does that mean that they are really five points better today than they were a week and a half ago? I'm not so sure. Um, and I haven't really corrected it to, to – I haven't made that a five-point adjustment. So I have USC as a 92. Oregon State is an 82. So I make it a tw- I make it 12, 12 and a half. Um, so, so like no I, real edge. Yeah, so like I said, I, I want nine and a half, ten. I'm not sure if it'll get there. If it what does, about eleven and a half. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. It's. It, I want nine and a half. It's not going to get there though. So, if it does, great. I'll play USC because I think they win the game by double digits. But Oregon State's been feisty. No play. I'm intrigued though. I'm going to monitor that one. All right. And last Pac-12 game we have here is Cal at Arizona State. Arizona State, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite against Cal. Arizona State coming off that loss to Arizona. I don't know what your thoughts were on this one, if you had anything, or this is another one where the line's just not quite where you want it to be. Yeah, you got it. I mean, it's not really where I want it to be. Um, I like Arizona State a little bit as a favorite, but I don't know. I wish Arizona State was more like minus six and a half, but I still feel like for whatever reason, they're overvalued in the market. Like they're, they haven't really been a very good team. Um, I think they're explosive enough where they could take advantage of Cal um, in transition, but I, I, it's a big number for a team that hasn't really played well. And Cal is feisty. So no interest. Um, if it comes down to six and a half, I'll think about it. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about the Arizona Stanford game. If it comes down to six and a half, I'll think about it, but all right. Now it feels like a small slate. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to give my pick for today and okay. I'm going to preface it with this. Uh, or maybe I should give it and then preface it. All right here. It, it, this is mid major Matt coming out for the first time on the podcast. I'm going to be picking a mid major game tonight. Looking at this slate today, nothing jumped out of me. It, you know, it's a week slate, a lot of crappy mid major games. So I'm going to, I tried to find value in one of them that I could pick a side for. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not saying bet it, but let's see what happens when it, like what I'm going to say I'm on this side. Let's see what happens. And I think from here on out, for fun, I'm going to be giving each day on the podcast one mid-major pick. And let's see how I do. We'll, we'll keep a running total of my record and see how it plays out, all right? All right. You like it, Justin? Sure. Okay. Here's my mid-major pick of the day. He's Oh, Justin can't wait to hear this. I am. And Okay, I will preface it with this. I have not seen a minute of either of these teams play this season. Okay. I think that's clear when I give the teams. Okay. I will be taking tonight. Louisiana Tech on the road at Southern Miss. Louisiana Tech, a six and a half point favorite. I'm going to lay it with Louisiana Tech, and here is why. Louisiana Tech plays good defense. Adjusted defensive efficiency, 95.4 points per 100 possessions, ranks them 54th in the country. Southern Miss, 
stinks on offense. They rank 300th in D1 programs, 300 in D1 programs on adjusted offensive efficiency. So this is going to come down to Louisiana Tech's defense clamping Southern Miss's offense, which that's a good matchup in my opinion. Louisiana Tech doesn't have a great offense themselves. They rank greater. They rank 189 in adjusted offensive efficiency. And Southern Miss's defense ranks 158. But the big mismatch here is the Southern Miss's offense, 300 versus Louisiana Tech's defense, 54. Here's another thing to look at. Southern Miss, when they do score, they're getting it from the three-point range. They're shooting 35.9% from three-point land, ranks them 78th in the country. Louisiana Tech is a top 70 team in defending the three-point shot. They are allowing 30.4% from the the three-point line defensively. So the one spot where Southern Miss can score here and try to put up points is from the three-point line. That's where Louisiana Tech happens to defend best. Louisiana Tech minus six and a half. Boom. Mid-major math pick of the day. I love it. You love it. You're yeah. on it. Um, I don't know if I'm on it. <laughs> uh, I, I do like it. Louisiana Tech's a pretty good basketball team. They've got some really good guards. Um, uh, Amori Archibald, I think, is their, their point guard. Um, Ladeau, I think, is one of their leading scorers. They, they've, got, they've got good guards, like guys that returned. I think and Southern Miss is a team that lost a ton of guys, and they're filling holes at JUCO transfers. They're a bad team, and, and my number actually makes it like a, let me let me do a quick quick check here because I have Caleb Ladeau is their leading scorer, averaging twelve point four points per game. Yeah, they've Archibald averages ten point six. They have four players averaging over ten points per game. Yeah, they they have some good players, and I had them coming into the season as one of the better teams in the Conference USA, and I actually make it a nine point. Spread. So there's an edge for you. If you can get it at six and a half, I think it's it's interesting. Um, I don't hate it, Matt. I really don't. Wow. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Mid-major Matt could strike tonight. We'll see. There's one other mid-major game that I kind of like. What is it? I I like Gonzaga laying 27 on the road at San Diego. All right. I'm not playing it. Um, Yeah. But, like, I don't see how Gonzaga doesn't win this game by 30 points. Yeah. San Diego is terrible. Um, like terrible. Uh, like they don't, they can't, they can't put the ball in the basket. Uh, like they give up. They're like one of the worst teams in the country at defending the three. Like it, it, it feels like Gonzaga should win this game by 45, 50 points. So, and I don't think you should be scared from taking a big spread because Baylor last night was a 26 point favorite against Kansas state and won the game by 48. Yeah. Like, right. And so I'm looking at that and I'm thinking yeah. Gonzaga is just a lot better. So it, it's one of those games where I think spreads 27. I'm going to wait. If I, if I decide to play it, we'll see, but it might be a spot where I want to wait and see if Gonzaga maybe gets off to a slow start. The number comes down to like 23 and then maybe you get in. Um, I do kind of like Gonzaga tonight at San Diego. All right. So Justin has only one play tonight. It's SMU minus three and a half. That's obviously going to be his best bet. And he says it all the time. All those plays are best bets anyway. 
Yeah. So that's going to be his. I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech minus six and a half. I, that's all I really have today. Is it? Is it at six and a half? I have it at six and a half. I just bet it at six and a half. Cool. Thank, thank you for saying something. I was, I was waiting. Yeah. Louisiana Tech minus six and a half is my best bet. Week slate tonight. We're back at it tomorrow. Not a bad Friday night slate. We'll be breaking those games down tomorrow morning. Mr. Satoop, it's been a week. Let's make it two good weeks in a row, huh? How about it? Yeah, let's keep it rolling, bro. All right. See you tomorrow.